Hey guys, it's Ryan from Pop Shakes Podcast. Naturally, when talking about a show that's been on for quite a while, spoilers are bound to come up, especially since we have some Riverdale experts among our hosts and guests. That said, if you want to be surprised by what Riverdale has to offer and only focus on your personal progress with the show, maybe wait a little bit before listening to us. But if you want some great insight on how future episodes are built based on previous ones, then keep listening on along with us. Riverdale deals with topics that can be triggering, such as sexual assault, homophobia, and self-harm, so please keep that in mind when listening to our podcast, as we mention these topics when talking about the plot quite often. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the episode. Riverdale must do better. But what is Riverdale? The very soul of Riverdale. Truth gets too ugly in Riverdale. Hello. Hello. And no, well, say your name. Oh, true. <laughs> Good hey, start, guys. We've been doing this eight times. <laughs> Three. Three. Two. One. Hello. I'm Ryan. I'm Sonia. And I'm Layla. And, and welcome, welcome to Pops Shakes. Oh, there we go, guys. We did it. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pop Shakes, a podcast about some pops some shakes, and some Riverdale. Boop, boop. And, woo! Um, we have to try that <laughs> intro twice today because, you know, it's a, we are... Uh, it's, it's that hard. kind of day. It's, it's that kind it's of hard. day today. Um, but today, we are joined by a very extra special guest with her very own podcast, Back what? of the Class Podcast, Miss Jordan Preston. Oh my god, it's me. Yeah. It's me. Oh my god. Hi guys. Jake in the house. She is a very special lady. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic is the best word to use right now. I'm very excited wow. to be here. To hear it's such a good word. I'm excited to have here. to be here actually. Uh yeah. I host my own podcast. For anyone who loves this podcast and thinks, hey, not enough podcasters are good. Cool. I think I am. And I uh, think so you, too. Can, you can head over to Back of the Class to hear me talk about some dead old white guys, but like in a in a funny way. Yeah. You know? I was actually yeah. on one of her episodes a while ago. But Jordan you knows were? a really great podcast. The amount that she knows about philosophy is insane. So and we will also realize that it's mm-hmm. too much for me to take it in university because I know everything that the professors are teaching. Mm. Fair. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And we will also be on an episode of Back of the Classroom with Jordan. Yes. It will coming be coming out the same day that this episode's coming out. So if you know, you got yeah. a couple hours. It will not be coming back. out the same day that this episode is coming oh. out. But I appreciate you for knowing the it regular will coming schedule. Out TBD. TBD. It will be coming so, out yeah, it'll in be the out. future. What we're saying is that you should follow it. 
both us yeah. mm-hmm. and Jordan at Back in mm-hmm. the Classroom to find out when our episode of Back in the Classroom will, will be, be coming. on, on mm-hmm. your streaming service. Woo! Mm-hmm. Exactly. Easy solution. Yeehaw. Just stay in the loop. Quick fix. Doesn't hurt. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're talking Riverdale. Talking always. some Riverdale. We... I would be happy to uh, pick up with I... some trivia. Please. If that's the, Please next, if that's the next logical step. I think yes. so. Um, logical. Okay. So, uh, chapter eight, Riverdale, season one, episode eight, The Outsiders, mm. 42 minutes, episode aired on the 30th of March, 2017, with a wow. 7.7 IMDb rating, directed by David Katzenberg, written by Julia Cohen, starring, you know... The usual cast. The Some trivia. The uh, episode title comes from Kathleen Rowell's 1983 coming-of-age film of the same name. I mean, we knew uh, that. We'd not been knowing that. I didn't get it, though. I was anticipating more, more, like, references? crossover from, like, yeah, references. No, and I, was, I wasn't thing that seeing that do. at all. They just, they just like, take, <laughs> they just take, like, big not even big. Like, they just take, like, cultural titles and references. Also, like, I don't want to get into it because I know we're getting to the actual episode, but I literally have a note. Like, within the first sentence, they they reference, like, the Stepfords, and I'm like, I don't get it. The Stepfords is, like, about robots. They just use random things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's the Riverdale charm, honestly. Charm is a word for it. Definitely. Apparently, Uh, Archie and Valerie begin dating in this episode. They do. Oh, so um, they weren't dating before? They no, had they a, were just, just like, hanging I out. I just watched this episode. I didn't go back and watch any That's of the okay. other ones. That's and okay. I was just like, oh, guess Oh, we forgot dating. to ask you your rhythm meter knowledge. Oh, yes, oh my yes. god. Ooh. Layla, well, bad guest one. I'm How sorry. Dare. Jordan, How dare. This, what this one's is a fun one your rhythm meter? Do you know what the okay, rhythm okay, meter okay. is? Oh, I think I do. I think I do. Hold on, hold on. Okay. So, the rhythm meter, I'm pretty sure... Oh, well, maybe I don't. I'm about to say, like, hot sauce levels. Like, mild, medium, spicy. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, Jughead It should be that. It I know that Jughead... I know Jughead is expert. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, a Bob just... expert. Right, it's that's a omnipotent god. God. That's okay. a... Mm-hmm. And I know yeah, Brian like, identifies as Jughead level. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. I'd say on the rivometer, I'm, like, uh, whatever the second one is. Intermediate? Intermediate. Intermediate. Okay. Maybe beginner going on intermediate because it's been so long. However, if you give me permission, I'd like to give my own meter. Um, oh. That's like the, the nerd version of the Rivo meter. Oh. Um, totally. And I would consider myself John L. Goldwater level on that one because uh, I have had an Archie comic theme but mitzvah. Yes, that's also something we forgot to copies. mention. 600 copies of different Archie comic um, editions and publications. On my wall, actually, are my initials made out of just Archie comics. Those are all Archie comics right there. <laughs> That's and amazing. Wow. I know a lot about the comics, and it gives me a lot of emotions about the show. Because mm. they are mm-hmm. very, very different. Yes, yeah. this is the, the truth. Yeah. So where I'm coming yeah. from in watching this episode is knowing so much about the comics and being like, 
like even someone who doesn't know that much about the comics because i consider myself like very much knowing that even someone who's just like has read the comics i know sonia you like you read the comics you yes. know um because i listen to like the podcast i listen to your podcast guys you're oh, welcome my gosh. um <laughs> but like it's just it's very different and so that's mostly where i'm coming from in my head mm-hmm. of being like that's a little strange that you know kevin would say that but it's okay yeah. we'll move past it choices choices yeah choices choices yeah. <laughs> we do live in a society we do yeah. be living in we society. do mm-hmm. yeah it's weird like we've had we had an episode a few weeks ago where there was it, it was the the uh, it was the one with the the talent show yeah the, yeah the thing yeah. where archie performed like on his guitar and they made like a reference to the comics with like masks but didn't explain it by any means. And it's like, that's a lame reference. you got to have the meat and potatoes behind it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I, I feel that, though. It's very it's a very weird thing to go, especially like, if it's rooted in, like, your childhood. Like, I mentioned this before, like, how I would go to, like, grocery stores and, like, my weekly reading yes. would be picking up the Archie comics. Yes. Um, I, that's why I wanted to go shopping with my parents. Because exactly. I had to get the newer edition. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. That was, like, this exact same thing I did. And now, like, Riverdale is, uh, like, like, oh, this is an interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also just, it makes me feel things because I know that, like, the younglings maybe didn't mm-hmm. read Archie comics. And yes. they think that this is, like, what the comic books no, were. No, honey. No. And, like, I'm all I'm all good for, like, uh, artistic interpretation and re- re-envisioning things. But, like, let's also pay homage. Let's also, like, mention that the comics were a completely different thing. You know? Let's educate the youth. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> let's we'll see. show yeah. them that orange hair can look good. and and just show them that for once Mm -hmm. using the comic books that's just that's where i'm coming from yeah there's occasional references but it's not enough Mm -hmm. for it's like you have to like read the the riverdale wiki the yeah the word of god Mm -hmm. some might Mm -hmm. say Mm -hmm. um anyhow ryan please continue with the trivia about this episode thank you sonia um just one last piece of the actual trivia before we get to the um plot keywords oh we have some is that uh, we do have plot keywords this week yes um a question that we talked about that was addressed in our last episode that Mm -hmm. uh jughead had the copy of metamorphosis in his room in the school so we were Mm -hmm. wondering is he reading that for for school or for pleasure Mm -hmm. kevin has the same book in this episode so we can assume they're like doing some kind of book report or something group something yeah i think joey was saying like is it is it like him reading it for pleasure for school or is it like a metaphor for his life is it a metaphor for his life who knows still don't know but we can say like if kevin has it it's probably more like they don't they don't Mm -hmm. seem like the same type of reader genre yeah Yeah. audience exactly there was also a reference to metamorphosis in um like the second last episode of sabrina which i I watched recently So Sabrina season four is very, very good, by the way, just for listeners out there. Interesting. Maybe um, I'll watch it. I need a new show to watch. Seven plot keywords, tank top, <laughs> pregnant teen, gang, man wears a tank top, baby shower, <laughs> rivalry, and wrong side of the tracks. I just Wait, realized can, multiple Can man wears a tank top count as one keyword? Yes. It's like the thing yeah. that you search up. That's what they mean by okay. words. <laughs> okay. But I think it's interesting that tank top and man wearing tank top mm-hmm. 
Well, that helped me. The man wearing tank top helped me understand why tank top was in it. Because I could not think of it. And then Mm -hmm. when they said man wearing tank top, I actually immediately knew which scene they were talking about. Yeah, someone probably put tank top. And then someone else looked at that and was like, people won't understand. They need context. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's honestly, that makes sense. I don't know. I don't look at Riverdale and I'm not searching up tank top. No. That's just naughty. I'm a lady. I only search up pregnant teen. I only search up pregnant teen. I only search up pregnant teen. Um, Interesting. I don't feel like we've learned a lot about the plot, though. So now is the time in our show where our guest, today Jordan, will give us a quick yet adequate summary of this week's episode. Um, Again, there's no pressure. Take your time. Because that's what we're going to make this short and sweet. Uh. Oh, Fred I have to count like, you in. Oh, you're counting me in. I'm sorry. Yes, it's time. <laughs> yes. But I'm, glad to, I'm so glad you're in the best guest yes, win. Okay, okay. Alrighty. Three, two, two one, one, go. go. Fred is like broke and also oversharing with his child who has a white savior complex. And uh, someone is pregnant and a teen and everyone's ignoring the trauma there except for the neglectful mother. But she's also a neglectful mother. So no points for that. And uh, Veronica's annoying. That's it. That's that's um, that's your whole that's summary. That's the whole summary. <laughs> I, think that, I think I've covered everything important. <laughs> okay. She definitely so went let's break it down. Let me just go back through the episode and try to remember what happened. I mean, okay, wait. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like because it's really a Polly and Archie episode. I know episode. I have, mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm. I have three pages of notes, so I know I have more to say. But like, I mean, that's and quick the and adequate. Stuff. Yeah, quick, quick, quick and adequate. Adequate and just adequate. just the major plot points. Yeah, Veronica's point was yeah. very important. If, truthfully, if you got rid of all of the uh subpar writing i think we'd be left with what i just said honestly yeah yeah you make a good point. but there's the the whole you forgot about the whole thing about them going to the bar and uh figuring out fp is a serpent again that was a pretty major that was oh a yeah all the fp stuff what and, and with how no i didn't i said his child has a white savior complex that entire scene was about arching his white savior complex and his inability to understand people from different walks of life but um yeah Jughead's dad, <laughs> with the with the gang and all that stuff. I here. Yes, we will. We're here to judge you on your summary. If mm-hmm. you're content yes. with your summary, you're about to get roasted by We're going to judge Sonya. you off your summary. No, I'm I love not. being. No, I love be. I love constructive criticism because I really do feel strongly about my summary. Okay. So please uh-huh. lay it all flat. What well, was the, the time for her summary? That was twenty one. Seconds. <laughs> 0. 0.57. You just, you just, you broke the meta of our podcast. Yeah, because everyone's <laughs> going usually for like four minutes. Some people gone for eight minutes. You just went for I really, I really focused on the two keywords <laughs> given to me, which were, which was short and adequate. And I yeah. think I accomplished. I mean, if you were uh-huh. writing uh-huh. a Definitely university did. essay the and they were like, write a short and adequate summary and you mm-hmm. did 20 seconds worth, but you got it. And you got it. Yeah, um, no fluff. Personally, no fluff. I was taught that in fourth grade English, mm-hmm. and I've never forgotten it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not once has it exited my brain when I'm no writing fluff. anything. No it's fluff. so it's hard in university because the farther along you get in university, the longer 
the essays you have to write. So you have to write more fluff. So you have to write more Mm -hmm. fluff, and it kills me. I'm like, this isn't necessary, but I'm not at the word count. I have to add an extra 500 words. But at least you know what fluff is. Exactly. Someone created the word fluff, and we all went with it, and we all know what fluff is. I mean, fluff would also refer to, like, the level of fan fiction that you're reading. You know, fluff, (laughs) you know, uh, what's the one in the middle? Angst? And then, like, smut? I forgot yeah. those words. Well, I haven't, clearly. <laughs> clearly. We're living two different lives here. <laughs> you guys don't Society. remember what I'm talking about? Society. I love the information you bring to the table, Layla. Oh, yeah, I bring, I bring this that. This is very important, the conversation we're having. There's definitely mm-hmm. Archie We should do an episode where we, we do read Riverdale fan fiction. Oh, there's well, so many I was just going to say, I would love... Well, we also had an, a brainstorm, like, like, months before we actually decided to do the podcast of us getting friends together and reading a script of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. So that can be... That, that can be- would be so... Okay, I'm sorry. That would be the most hilarious thing. I, yeah. I would, I would yeah. hate... I would pay to listen to that. Like, that easy <laughs> Patreon setup. Yes. Easy Patreon yeah, setup. We'll you heard it here, guys. You heard Seriously. it here. Seriously. No, keep this podcast. How make much, a Patreon where you all you could? do is release those episodes. How much could we charge for like a for like a? a I'd say at least a hundred dollars. At least that's how much we're worth. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're worth. Is exactly. that each episode? Yeah. No, like yeah. for the bonus maybe episodes. Like, maybe like a hundred a month for us. How many episodes and we do, an episode do you? A week. How a week? Oh, so you're doing a hun- That's how many? I think if we each? did like a hundred a month, like you, th- these are released. Ryan, why are you giving way? people what they want so easily? Not not every week. Do once a month. Once a month, a hundred bucks a month. And it depends on our schedule. It's like OnlyFans. You stick to the schedule of the person you're paying for. You don't get to dictate it. Exactly. Hockey is. I don't have an OnlyFans, nor have I ever used OnlyFans. I just speak from what I have heard. But if you have an Mm -hmm. OnlyFans, no judgment. The amount of videos I've watched about how to successfully start an OnlyFans, but not not actually wanting to start an OnlyFans. Just curious. I want to know how the business works. Like it's just very smart. It mm, is definitely. Yeah, it's interesting mm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, the ROI, all of it. Oh, okay. So we're talking about fan fiction. We're talking about fluff, no fluff ratings for Jordan's summary. Anyone want to go first? I'll, I'll give a I'll give a four point seven because out of five, I think out of, out five. of five. Damn, always out of five for these. I was really thinking it was ten, and I was still happy with it. So please. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, four point seven out of five. I think you did a good job. The notes we gave you were, and to everyone, is like short and uh, to the point, like concise, adequate summary. So um, you definitely, you definitely fit the criteria. There you go. Good job. Mm -hmm. I would, I would give you a four, because I do think it was very concise and to the point. (laughs) You did have the shortest (laughs) time. However, there there were quite a few plot points that (laughs) perhaps were missed. Perhaps some important details. Um, but you know what? Mm-hmm. You got most of it. That was a good summary. Someone's like, can you give me like a 20 second summary of what that was? You got it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. good job. Yeah. Fair. Uh, I'm kind of torn for what to give you, Jordan. Because <laughs> as we all know, I am the resident Simon Cowell of this crew. <laughs> oh, yeah. Simon Cowell's I'm... always been my favorite. So I'm really looking yeah. forward to this. Okay. I think I'm going to give you a three. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Here's my here's the reason why. 
here is it's like a respect it's a respectful three though right yeah it's a respectful three okay mm-hmm. then we're like, good I, with it. I acknowledge you followed the ex- instructions mm-hmm. but i also feel as part of the reason we do the summary is to kind of refresh our thoughts mm-hmm. about what happened and that is your interpretation and that's so fine but i feel the juice and I want from my... I'm using juice so much today. I'm yeah. so sorry. It's a great word. Yeah, right? Um, I feel like the thing that I... If you had gone to maybe a minute and added a little bit more detail on the things that you were saying, I would, I would have given you something higher. But I respect your finesse and I respect <laughs> your execution. The grind. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. That. Really, finesse was a word that I could have never dreamed of here. Like, that's really... Uh, thank you. I needed that. Thank you. Got you, baby. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, we can start talking about this episode. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, the main things that happened a lot. are... Should we do this by plot or by character? What do you guys I think? think? by character. I think works. by character, yeah. Like, yeah, okay. the use. So, uh, I would say this was very much an Archie episode, and as, like, always, pretty much a Betty episode in terms of, like, the Cooper bloodline, and yeah. everyone else is kind of assisting with those two plot lines. Plot lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, totally. Ooh, I think we should start with... Let's start with the, the Cooper plot line. Mm-hmm. Why not? Okay, yeah. Uh, Jordan started with the Coopers, right? You, st- you started with the pregnant... Oh, no, you started with Archie, didn't you? I think I'm not going to hold you to it. It was I'm so gonna... short and adequate, it really has left my, lo- my mind okay. already. Let's start with the Coopers anyway. I, Great. I feel that deeply. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Coopers. Coopers, there was a whole lot of everything well the mm-hmm. episode starts this off episode. with him talking about how they are the stepfords of riverdale and they have this yeah. like, shot, like the perfect parents who got married in mm-hmm. like which yeah. yeah you know we learned very quickly in this episode they're not perfect what the i mean we already also, knew they perfect i don't want to be yeah. so nitpicky here but like do it just immediately off the bat writing wise okay they wrote something that i was like that doesn't that's doesn't make sense it doesn't act actually makes sense because if you were doing something like i read the script it wouldn't make sense um where they were like high school sweethearts who had like two perfect daughters until oh sorry who had two daughters blah 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 until jason blossomed i'm like what do you mean until like they still have two daughters like they they made it sound like like they they yeah would no longer have two daughters immediately writing confusing I also think that the way they introduced it was unnecessary. Like, we already knew all these details. Like, a lot of... There was a lot of things in this episode I'll point out that were kind of unnecessary, like, reestablishment. This was a fluffy episode. It was very fluffy. Using Jordan's words. And once again, Holly Cooper's actress... Not good. Kind of offense, but stand. not good. Like she yeah, does not know how to act very well. I'm sorry. I'm I just, mean, like, I don't think we can judge awkward. who is and who isn't a good actress, but we can say that our opinion that she is so not maybe she's as a good, good actress, as everyone just else. The way she yeah, acted, Polly is very opinion. awkward. That's <laughs> the thing. My opinion wasn't that she was a bad actress. I have in my notes where I'm like, I don't know why I hate Polly so much, <laughs> but I hate Polly so much because she's just. <laughs> She's like an overgrown toddler in the mm. way that she acts and talks. And not yeah. in the sense of what she's been through, because she's, she's been traumatized. 
Um, yeah. And we don't meet her before the trauma, so maybe she was not this way before the trauma, you know? Yeah. You want to believe mm-hmm. that? I didn't think it was the actress. I just thought, like, they wrote her as someone who I really don't want to yeah. be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing with, like, Riverdale in the last few episodes, especially since, like, the Polly plotline has, like, grown so much since, like, the, her first appearance, I think, in the Deadbeats episode a few episodes back. Yeah. Where it's just, like, uh, like flashes and, like, home videos and everything. But, like, the question that we I keep asking myself is, do I not like this because of the actress? Do I not like this because of the writing? Do I not like it because of the directing? It's a mix of and all. it's, like... It's a mix of all of them. I expect, I don't know if anyone else felt this episode. I did not love this episode and the writing of this episode. It felt very, like, I don't want to be, like, like say anything negative about, like, like 90s teen TV shows, like 90210, like, 90210, and, like, um, like shows you, like, you watch when you're, like, in high school and you're, like, on Netflix and everything. And it's the show that everyone watches. Like, ABC, t- like, TV shows. Like, Switched Up Birth, Pretty Little Liars. It was written like that to me. And that's mm-hmm. not what I expect from Riverdale. Um, we expect better. Do we? Yeah. It's not like Do we expect, really? It's just, like, it was very different than what different. I'm used to in terms mm-hmm. of the rhythm and the way that Riverdale writes. Sure. And especially yeah. It was had, like, very much like the yeah. Fosters but still yeah, with right? Riverdale, like, yeah, references, which, like, the Fosters mm-hmm. would never have because the Fosters is more realistic. The Fosters doesn't act yeah. like, you know, someone gets invited to Vanity Fair or whatever. You know what I mean? That it's like, line yeah. killed me because she's like, yeah. you yeah. acted Vanity like, Fair. you know, um, Veronica's like, oh, like, it's not like you got invited to Vanity Flair at Elton John's party one night, which I oh, happened yeah. to me. And yeah, I'm like, that I was yeah, That was a crazy what? line. I, I, I screamed in my writing. I'm, I'm just finding my capital letters mm-hmm. of just like, you are a terrible, terrible, terrible person, Veronica. Veronica, like, who the fuck, who the fuck are you to be invited to Elton John's fucking party? Who the you, fuck? You guys are who just knows? salty. I am so I wrote I am so I wish I could be invited to Elton John's party but I'm allowed to swear right yes Yes. okay good I'm gonna write I'm gonna read you my exact note capital letters literally fuck you Veronica quote-unquote it's merely an annoying situation to be a teenage mom whose boyfriend was murdered and whose parents reject you I mean grow a heart please those are my exact yeah um also something I thought since trying to get back on topic in terms of the whole poly of it all I what are your guys' thoughts on the, like, two-minute, like, year-long summary of Polly and Jason's relationship? I, that's why I thought it was unnecessary. I just didn't think it yeah, was Jordan. a good summary. But Jordan's raising her hand, Layla. Respect the I just I just think rules. that, like, Ryan and Layla, and also, Sonia, you just posed a question. Like, you'll have more to add about the actual content. Um, but... I hate to do this. Um, do it. Nerd, nerd is coming out. And mm-hmm. I'm immediately Please. going back to comic. Mm-hmm. So Riverdale must have changed the age difference between Polly and Betty than they were in the comics. Because uh, Polly's supposed to still be in high school or she was supposed to be graduating. Like She was, in hi- she was of high school age mm-hmm. when Jason was murdered. And Betty was of high school age when Jason was murdered, right? I think. Yeah. In the comics... Polly's like the much older sister. That's what makes her so cool. Like she worked mm. in San Francisco, which is pretty far from New York, I think, which is where Riverdale is. Riverdale's um, not. I don't think does Riverdale. Riverdale's in New York with, in the like, comics. 
it's it's yeah it's written as new york so like when they say like the governor of new york is coming or like whatever it's called oh like, really it's technically oh, riverdale is a fictional city and greendale is a fictional city in new york so both sabrina and archie uh universe is in new york the more but, like, you know the more you yeah Polly's like a, a radio television host in san francisco and she's so cool and she like had already graduated college when betty was like a freshman and so this whole thing of, like, for me, I'm thinking, like, you're trying to keep the character slightly similar in, like, the positive aspect. But, like, she's no longer, like, this cool girl and... Different character, I guess. Yeah, it's different character. It's literally a different yeah. character with the same name yeah. and the same yeah. hair. But also it's interesting because Polly did get pregnant in one of the later Archie comic things. But it was, like, a darker version of Archie comics. But still, she's older. She was, like, in her 30s. Yeah. So that just immediately hit me where I was like, wait, Polly's like not Polly. Polly's just like some random girl named Polly. Yeah. Not yeah. only would I say that Polly's a very different character in the show than in the comics, I would also say that Polly isn't really a character in the show. She's just kind of around like when they need her for convenience of the plot. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, that's Polly in the comics too, though. Mm-hmm. Gotta oh, be yeah. honest. You can, you can honestly mm-hmm. like, I feel like she only comes in when mm-hmm. Betty needs some sort of girl advice that Veronica yeah. can't give her, which is rare. Yeah, I feel like the character of Polly is, well, it's one put in, cut, but to emphasize the Cooper um, Blossom rivalry, because especially seen in this episode, is that um, they don't like each other, for lack of a better word or term or phrasing or whatever. Um, but I feel like that could have just been emphasized I guess it couldn't really be emphasized. I was going to say, like, you can just put in any random character for Polly to be, like, the person that, like, gets pregnant by Jason, and that's, like, the whole thing. Yeah, like, I guess it, they couldn't do it. It works that they change her age, but, like, maybe keep her cool. Maybe keep her interested in radio television. Like, Polly in the comic books would have never been a cheerleader. Point blank, period. Also, mm-hmm. Jason, a star, the star football player? You're actually joking me. Lacrosse, maybe. Lacrosse, Maybe. <laughs> Jason would not, I'm, I'm so, yeah. Cheryl and Jason, yeah. that's another thing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely very, it takes a lot of creative liberties. As yes. the creators would say. What were you going to say, Ryan? I, saw your I was just going to say, um, what I thought was really interesting about this episode is that like there are the two kind of plots going on. The A plot being all the Betty stuff and the B plot being um, like Andrew's construction and, uh, and the troubles that are happening there. Mm-hmm. But... But the through line of the episode is that the villains in both stories are the Blossom family. Yeah, that's really interesting. At the end of the episode, um, like, Fred gets a crew, and mm-hmm. that's good. But he's still in the same situation that he was before with the, with the Blossoms trying to uh, push him and his company and the anonymous buyer out of that mm-hmm. land. And then with the family, also the Blossoms... So, yeah, oh, and, yeah. Was, and, and also then, Polly and ends since, uh, up choosing the, the mm-hmm. Blossoms the house Blossoms, instead of going yeah. home, yeah. which we'll so talk really, about. Like, the story that, uh, or like the most important thing in, in this episode for me is that Penelope wins. Yeah. And that's like the last shot of the episode is like Polly goes inside and then Penelope closes the door of Thornhill mm-hmm. uh, behind her. And that's that's her moment. She's yeah. She won the episode. Yeah. Whatever she wanted. Yeah, honestly, wild. wild. Yeah, and that, well, let's Even. talk about that baby shower stinks. Like, I feel like that's a pretty yeah, central the, point. Yeah, the baby shower was insane. Insane. Like, oh, I love I have, the baby shower. 
I have the, I, the, what I thought was probably one of the funniest lines in the entire episode. I hope that you're going to say what I, I, I may have written yeah. I think I know which one you're going to say. Nana has dementia and she's <laughs> yes! blonde. Yes! Oh, I wrote that. Yes, yes. I, I wrote down, I want to get that tattooed on my body. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Nana, Nana Rose has dementia and gypsy's blood, question mark. That was a great moment yeah. for the baby uh-huh. shower, in all honesty. Yeah. Was, I think, uh, what did you write my, down, Ryan? Yeah, oh, my favorite line in the baby shower was when, um, when Al, like right before Alice and Penelope stand up and have their like face off, Alice mm-hmm. goes, "You think you can just waltz in here with a bedbug infested Trojan horse, <laughs> wave a blank check around, and steal my daughter?" Yeah, blew my mind. <laughs> that was I was like, yeah. "Go off, Alice." Okay, actually, <laughs> yeah. Alice. Yeah. In this episode. Had a lot of really genuine moments because I like you know like at the end of the day she's a monster but also at the end of the day she's also a mother you can you can see how mm-hmm. much pain it pains her that Polly chooses to go to um, Thornhill and yeah she really just and like you know she kicks first of all another key plot point that we're myth was that you know like um, Alice kicks Hal out of the house because they learn that um, Hal basically behind her back not telling Alice tried to get i think an abortion for polly but also we learned that yeah they don't alice say, like, was supposed ex- to get an abortion yeah. too right that was oh, that was yeah. Polly. oh that yeah scene. alice was yeah because like she, she's like you're trying to do this so to like polly too and not give her a choice um mm-hmm. which is weird because i mean alice does wants her to get an abortion but it's i don't know it's no weird. not an abortion. she wants her to give the baby away yeah There's she wants difference. to give them up for adoption but like we learned mm-hmm. that like Powell went behind the back, and now, you know, mm-hmm. Alice, like, got the fuck out of my house. And also, mm-hmm. an interesting line there, too, is that Alice says, um, like, get out before I do something I regret, and you know what Was she threatening of. to kill him? Well, we, that's, no. like, the implication we don't know, him? because Alice yeah. is fucking crazy. No, well, we don't know yet, but Alice used to be a serpent, so it could be referring to that, like, she's like, like, you know what I'm capable of. of And then he was like, you know, the people, like, will talk. And I'm like, how? No one, literally she said exactly what I was, I said out loud. I said, no one cares. She goes, I don't care anymore. And I'm like, exactly. How no one cares. No one cares how. Uh Also, something that I noticed in that general fight scene while we're on it, is I think it's the initial confrontation between Alice and Hal, like, right at the beginning of that scene. But she, like, shoves him by the yeah, neck. Yeah, neck. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And it's like, that is, I don't know if that was blocked to be that way, but that's so aggressive. Maybe it's, like, showing, like, the toxicity of their relationship. I mean, listen, because, Alice like, is a it's fucking very monster. She'll do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah, the but, like, the neck is, like, is a really good actor one of the most sensitive. Yeah. Like, the neck is one of the most, like, sensitive areas of yeah. your body. Like, you, been if, pro tip, if anyone's ever getting kidnapped or whatever or assaulted, go for the throat because you can fuck somebody you up You can kill there. someone if you hit them mm-hmm. here hard enough, I think, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, well, because you're For the listeners, I'm pointing to breathe. that little space yeah. on your neck. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, exactly. But, like, also, that's, um, yeah, I just felt, like, very aggressive. I don't know if that really... was purposeful or if it was just, like, the actors getting, like, hyped up and we're going to fucking do this. It was a really this. good scene, though. Mm-hmm. I think Alice's actress a is a great scene. actress. I think she I wrote that, really I wrote, good. okay, she's really good. She she's yeah. really good. She's also yeah. in um, Twin Peaks, right? Twin yeah. Peaks. Twin oh. Peaks. She's a younger person in Twin Peaks, but yeah, this scene this hit me in many and many a way. the The use of the word "her mistake" and "my mistake" so often, like they used it like yeah. more than five times, 
had mm-hmm. me feeling some sort of way. Uh, let me just say for the listeners, and we're not getting into therapy here. This is not therapy. This is all light. Um, I, I was hate Riverdale is therapy in one way or in another. It's true. Everyone knows I was an accident. It's not a secret. It's not anything to be like ashamed of or whatever. But like I was an accident. I was also like, I'm just like the accident. You know, like my parents weren't married. They weren't dating. Um, I was an accident. My parents used protection. I was an accident. Um, Damn, Jordan. So, like, yeah, I'm a 0.004%. Don't mean to brag. Um, <laughs> but it was just, like, over and over, like, her mistake. And it just, like, sit, it sits with you. It's like, imagine someone not even giving you a choice, like, not even asking, like, just telling you, like, this is a mistake. Like, mm-hmm. ah, ah. Yeah. The writing, yeah. which is usually terrible, actually helped like it was really good in that scene i noticed that too i think like they make a really good plot out of like it's really meaningful and i think that you really see like alice like at first she's like just you know she she like really goes into like i actually care mother mode because she wants yeah she's like you know polly she wants this baby and i think she sees something of herself in polly she's like listen i need to give her that choice and i want her to live with me at the end even though Mm -hmm. that's what happens i feel yeah, I almost feel like something like, snaps in her. Like yeah. maybe when she and that's I why think she says get the probably, fuck out, Hal. Well, not even in that scene. I honestly think like the inciting incident for this like almost rage was when Polly told her was like you were with that like in and on with dad about like getting me to have that conversation and everything, and I feel like she took a step back and was like, whoa, like this is the exact same position I was in. The exact same person how I yeah, felt when, when yeah. I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I didn't yeah. know it was Charles. This I thought she was. Talk- I thought it was about Polly, but I guess. But yeah, yeah. Well, to, well, for Alice, that was like the kid that um, that Alice and Hal had in high school. Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah. Their their mistake was mm-hmm. was Charles. it Alice and Hal, or wasn't it? Alice oh no, it was Alice and FP. Like which is even worse, by the way. Your current like your boyfriend like telling you what to do when it's not even his kid. Well, he didn't know it wasn't his kid. I think wasn't that. Uh, the yeah, whole yeah, thing? he. Yeah, I think he thought it was his kid. Yeah. Isn't he a psychopath? So. Wouldn't he be able to tell? Okay, but we don't. We I don't know. know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, that was yeah. like um like on the mm-hmm. flip side of like Alice in that whole scene where they're having their mm-hmm. argument, you get the Hal perspective, which is like, up he had a messed up childhood, mm-hmm. and then for a long time he's been upkeeping this like image of the perfect family with like the mm-hmm. Coopers and Jughead goes into that at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. But this is this is a breaking point, and I would say that this is probably the first step to Hal becoming the Black Hood later on. Mm-hmm. So that's a reason why I thought this scene was really cool. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. The, the scene, I would we'll get into later, but it's definitely probably one of my nominations for best scene of the episode. Um, I also appreciate the well. I don't love the conversation about abortion. Um, that Riverdale has kind of going off of what Jordan was saying is that I I wish that there was maybe a bit more instead of like the whole argument is that like they're coop it's like a blossom baby and that's the reason why oh yeah they're very um, like it's a blossom mm-hmm. baby ah. yeah which is like spoiler which is alert like, I wrote like how like, hates it's, blossom it's blood your, isn't it like your blood spoiler alert oh we know we know the relation at this point in the show I think we no, do? we. I don't think we do. Not yet. No. Like didn't, I knew that because I've watched it? the show, but didn't Hal no, explain like the whole feud? He explained the feud. He, but he explained didn't the explain feud, that explain. like the whole relation yeah. thing. Yeah, he just explained oh, that like okay. the families hate each other and that like yeah. his grandfather was killed by 
granddaddy right. blossom. Right. Yeah, or a blossom, or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not my favorite conversation, but I'm glad that there were... It's like, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna have that, that in the plot i'm glad that they picked the good writers for that scene so that it could actually yeah. be executed in a way that's like mm-hmm. okay yeah for yeah. the conversation you know what i mean yeah suddenly yeah. like good writers appeared and i was like oh okay good mm-hmm. you're not like yeah making I, this bad yeah i also think it was interesting having it from the perspective of alice and hal versus maybe like betty and polly or even uh like uh the blossom side of the family because when you have a character that you have a character that is like forcing it and i feel like especially with like teen pregnancies it's always like the perspective of the the teen mother and mm-hmm. not necessarily like the parents like the parents are kind of like just doing their best i guess i don't know it's different time to time but i thought that having the parents being that are having that argument and making that a very important scene was a good yeah. choice Good mm-hmm. job, Riverdale writers. What There's another thing, you? though, I'd like to mention yes. about the baby shower scene. Mm-hmm. I hated yeah. the cover of Our House that was playing at the beginning. <gasps> oh, yes, yeah. I really did. So I, I didn't even Awful. notice Our House was playing. It was like, oh, it was like, like a, it was like a bedroom <laughs> pop cover. There was, was a awful. couple yeah. pop covers and then, and, and, then, and then at the end, they had like another bedroom pop type cover of a Neil Young song. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what that was like... It was uh, the one that's like, it's better to burn out than fade away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, they were just really Soundtrack, weird pop covers. Soundtrack, not good like, this episode. It's like, mm-hmm. especially with Our Cringe. House. Cringe. It's yeah. like, Our House is so upbeat, and it's such a melody, it like, and it's like, you just want to, like, groove. And then having this, like, uh, like I guess, bed, like, It was like an acoustic, like, yeah, I acoustic. pitch pop version. I was like, it didn't, you just it didn't work. This. I feel like it would, if anything, like, the poppy version of Our House would have worked better, because it's, like, you're in, like, this room, you're having, like, the baby shower, you want to vibe, you put on Our House. Also, though, is it really the right song for this scene? Well, yeah, it is. In the lyrics-wise, yeah, because that's why Our House is so good, is because it's, like, poppy and funky, but if you listen to the lyrics, it's, like, a dysfunctional household. It's a dysfunctional family. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just didn't love the cover they chose. Yeah, probably not a good cover. Put on any like, other cover, or just the um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe they didn't get the other, rights to it. I don't know. Yeah. Two other uh, big notes for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, first appearance or the first time we're hearing of Sodale. Um, oh yeah. That new development that yes. is being worked on and uh, spoilers. That's uh, Hiram Lodge is behind all that. And in the, after the time skip, they kind of, like, managed to hold off on So Dale, like, being too bad. But after the time skip, So Dale is, is around. So very interesting, like, foreshadowing and consistency with that. Yeah. And also, mm-hmm. I think we neglected to mention that Veronica made it official at the beginning of the episode. Jughead and Betty, boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, Veronica did that, apparently. Yeah, because Veronica's allowed to do that. Which, by the way, that happened throughout the entire episode. Is a Veronica deciding that someone's allowed to do something that it's not up to them? Why was Veronica asking Betty's... Like, she was like, Betty, like, do you want to do this baby shower? Like, Betty, what do you say? It's not Betty. It's not Betty's baby. Why don't so, Why doesn't someone ask Polly? You're all, like, yeah. asking Betty as if it's freaking her choice. No one's even asked Polly. And when they did ask Polly, they freaking peer pressured her. They peer pressured this mm-hmm. pregnant woman into having a baby shower. Like, in the end, she seems yeah. to want it. Fine. 
but it was peer pressure mm-hmm. in the beginning and veronica well, usually just randomly asked like thinking that it's betty's choice then she decides that they're dating mm-hmm. yeah, yeah they're like oh like decisions. don't be so scared well, to use the b word i'm like they haven't even discussed this bro i mean yeah. at least to our extent but well going off of that those two points one i think baby showers i could be completely wrong so i've never been the one but um, baby showers, I think, are typically thrown by a person that isn't the pregnant party. I don't, so I think I don't part. Know. I, think I, I don't. I don't. I've never it's had like, a baby like shower a, of my own. It, uh, it's only thrown by a person that isn't like it can be thrown by someone, but it's still like. Yeah, you still need the to, pregnant like, person that, yeah. needs to want that. Yeah, to like happen. they gotta consent. Yeah. To what the typically party. happens? It's not a surprise party. What happens is a yeah. pregnant person or a couple yeah. says. I'd like to have a baby shower, and someone, a good friend of theirs, family member, said, "Okay, mm-hmm. leave it to me." Mm-hmm. That yeah, like the friend it. takes care of it, but it's still like there's. It's acknowledged that most people will have a baby shower. Not saying that you know you need to, but like you know, yeah. it will just be like the friend's gonna take care of it because they're pregnant. Like you know, mm-hmm. that's a lot, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Doesn't it scare you I... that we're like 21 and that I could like we could have children within 10 years there's a girl that Leela and I went to elementary school with that has a baby yes elementary school I actually I know someone who is only a year older than you who had a kid there's a lot of people I know who have kids I'm like (laughs) the bug (laughs) no judgment just more so like how yeah it's scary that's scary man kudos to you kudos Mm -hmm. yeah I wouldn't but, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't right now either. I would. But go ahead. Go you ahead, know? man. Yeah, I mean, choices. Mm-hmm. My choices. In the words. Yeah, the baby shower Tatiana. has me feeling some ways. Baby shower. I still have. I have so many notes about the randomest things. Yes. Um, Can we hear some of them? Yes. Yeah. Go I'd ahead. love to share them. First off, I hate the person who's in charge of dyeing these guys' hair orange. Um, <laughs> just do a better job. Also, Jason's hair is supposed to be red like Cheryl's, not carrot orange. Please get that right. I don't know why Jason has the same hair in these throwbacks as um, Archie does when Cheryl doesn't have that orange hair. She has red hair and they're twins. Um, Also, I forgot that Kevin's dad is a sheriff. In the comic books, he's a retired military man and he's just like Jay Chillin, retired. And here he's like overworked and depressed. So it's a completely different uh, Sheriff Keller, but okay Mm. with that. Um... Again, like I mentioned, don't find it believable that Jason would be star football player. Also, wh- again, I know, I guess they had to do it. Actually, I'm not sure they had to do it for the plot line, but they made Jason and Cheryl go to Riverdale when it's like, that's so unbelievable. These are private school children. Look at their family. These are private that's school a fair children. Point, but is but there, they is went to a private school. school. They went that's to a private school in Riverdale in the comic books. There was a private school, and the schools were arch enemies, and they interacted a lot. They were always at each other's games. They were always at the same mm-hmm. mall. They were always like there were ways to make this work. But I think they replaced them. like the two rivalry rivalry with like the South Side High School. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. true. Which is like hasn't come in yet, but I think like. Instead of having, and I don't think because of, it does make sense to the plot, I feel like because of the fact that they interact during school so much, mm-hmm. I think it makes but sense, then, like, in theory, yeah. for them to be, like, private school children because they're so but rich, but. Then what it needs to be is, like, instead of bringing in Veronica from God knows where, because I'm still cheesed about that because Veronica grew up her entire life in Riverdale and I won't get over that, um, why isn't it, like, 
the school the private school burned down and now all the rich kids had to go to Riverdale and they show up and they have that pompous ass about them you know what I mean like you can't imagine them going to Riverdale their entire lives and still you being have... absolute assholes like those but, assholes okay well here's the thing is that the blossoms uh, are like they the part the big part of the plot line Especially we can see in this episode because Clifford's like, I want this land. This land is oh. Blossom land. Is that, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I think part of, I think like the big thing that Riverdale is trying to do is to take the characters that we know and create mm-hmm. a new story out of it. Yeah, like it's supposed like they to be they like an trying, entirely new universe. Yeah, it's not like they're saying like this, it, it's not like fact for fact as to what happened in the comic oh and they i have know. these little homages i'm still gonna get very upset over it because and the you're characters totally able don't to. make any sense to me in that way because i'm like mm-hmm. no 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 clifford blossom would ever send their child to a public school it doesn't mm-hmm. add up for me in just person personality it just wouldn't yeah. happen it don't add um, up maybe it's like my just maybe it's like my interpretation because like i i i've read the comics so i wouldn't say i'm an expert line. Yeah, but... maybe it's just like there's only like two schools. There's the there's Riverdale High, and then there's mm-hmm. the South Side Public School, mm-hmm. and maybe they're, yeah, and there's yeah. also like the possibility that maybe Cheryl and Jason wanted to go to a public school because maybe right. Cheryl felt like she would have more authority. At like I I don't know like we don't know a lot about Jason's personality really, but we know that Cheryl's very. Um, like she doesn't have a lot of power at home, so she puts a lot she of that power into over school. So maybe she would want to go to a pub a public school because she knows a her family's reputation. They like everyone knows that they're rich as fuck, and also we see especially in this episode the power that the Cliffords ha- the not the Cliffords the, uh, the Clifford's have over Riverdale and what can happen mm-hmm. in Riverdale. And if you're on the wrong side of the Blossoms, you're the one that's gonna get screwed. So that's mm-hmm. another reason. Yeah, that and we saw that with that. um with Sheriff Keller when uh, yes exactly when he was he was like coming to the the development site and he said that he couldn't help out and Jughead was mm-hmm. like if this was Clifford asking you would have time exactly mm-hmm. and we also again see it with like maybe it's riches maybe it's power but with Fred's crew is that. They are like sorry, like we need this, and Clifford knows that Fred doesn't have that money. Right. He knows that he doesn't have the same power and the same authority. So I think that is maybe the roots. Maybe it answers some of the questions and some of the concerns that you're having. But I think that there, I think that Riverdale knows that it's not the comics. And like, last oh, I episode, know that. Yeah. And yeah. I think like they they try to put those those clues in for us. Like last episode. There was like this dream sequence that Jug had had where they uh-huh. were like dressed like they were in the comics. Like he had like the the, the hat yeah. that was in like the beanie. They had like mm-hmm. Veronica's bangs and everything and the costuming. So it's mm-hmm. like they know what they're doing in that sense. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like what they're trying to like get to satisfy like the Riverdale comic book reader. But yeah, I think that's like an important thing to kind of Good keep in mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely, completely makes sense. Still, still can with be that, I'm still like, okay, right you've opened cheesed. up the floodgates for me to judge mm-hmm. if I don't yeah, feel 100%. satisfied. To which yeah. I will say, like, another thing, which is very brief, um, but, like, less about the Riverdale versus comics, whatever. I just don't like the fact that they made Kevin into the stereotypical gay. Because yes. Kevin being introduced in the comic books 
to me as a queer person, I know for a fact subconsciously that had an impact on me because Kevin was not the stereotypical gay. He was mm. not the like flamboyant. So the way that like, and Kevin in this in Riverdale isn't necessarily flamboyant, but he like cares about when Veronica like name drops. Like his reaction to that, I was like, see, that's what I liked about Kevin in the comics. Like he just happened to be gay. He was a dude yeah. who was gay. And you don't see mm-hmm. that in the media because you, at the time of when we were kids, at least, with the shows mm-hmm. that we watched, we weren't watching whatever, you know, as kids, you don't see it almost period. You don't see gay people mm-hmm. or members of like the queer community. But then Definitely. like when you do, you see it as like the archetype and yeah. the archetype's like not yeah. everyone. Kevin in the books was so cool to me because I'm like, he's Kevin and he's gay Mm-hmm. And it's not the same thing. And then they changed that. And I was like, why did you need why did you need to make a stereotypical gay character? They call Or like him, make a stereotypical um, gay character and then keep Kevin not that. Maybe have two like you know what I mean? And they do have yeah. I know they have multiple queer people that are only like you only find out they're queer later on. I get that. Um early mm-hmm. on, all we have is Kevin though. And the yeah, fact that they yeah. make Kevin so like gay best he, they friend just, they stereotypical. They, t- they, they called him, Veronica called him his best gay, like her best gay, oh, yeah, her best best gay. gay. last episode. Yeah. And she's made and some it's problematic just, comments. It's just... Uh, it's taking away his actual importance in the series and in the show by mm-hmm. by through the series. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was just like, yeah. We've definitely we've talked about this change. before. We've talked about this before because we were, we've said this a few times in terms of like where Kevin is not his character he's not a character he's an archetype Mm -hmm. he's a stereotype Mm -hmm. and it sucks like I 100% agree with you because um especially for a show like Riverdale where they're having like people of color like be at the forefront yeah we're gonna change like the lodges to like a Latinx family like that's amazing yeah that was like the reason I wanted to watch the show because I was like great Mm -hmm. it's not a bunch of like white people exactly and it's like i that's and i i t- definitely agree with you and like the only thing like i hope that he become he gets more fleshed out and like exists beyond assisting veronica's like remarks yeah. and like being this best gay and it also sucks that joaquin is just like playing heaven because as oh, far yeah. as we know kevin is cute. probably the most out person in Riverdale the only person mm-hmm. but he's not fully playing Moose. him if you remember because they're having that conversation so this is towards yeah, the end of the episode he's so cute and he's, he's that like, was like Wattpad stuff Joaquin <laughs> is like basically like you know like we understand that he's doing this to you know as a method to get somewhat like information mm-hmm. on the police it's information just on the high school whatever some sort of thing like that but mm-hmm. also uh yeah like they call him like in insurance oh no sorry that's the bag but Anyway, when they're referring to um, Kevin and Joaquin, Joaquin, like, suddenly goes, he's like, oh, like, he's actually, like, a really nice, like, you know, like, this is, like, a real one. Like, he, I don't know, he, like, I think he makes some sort of reference mm. to But it Kevin doesn't matter being, how like, you feel afterwards. It's how it started. This is every rom-com. is like, well, the yes. person is, like, dating the person as a joke. They develop feelings for it. But just because they develop feelings for it doesn't change the fact that at some point, this person was used. No, 100%. I'm just saying it reason. is established that, like, by like the show that like Joaquin might actually have some feelings or like actually genuinely yeah. like yeah Kevin. I agree yeah mm-hmm. but I think that it's I think that that doesn't dismiss the fact still though that Kevin is still like being manipulated oh 100%. Like, it kind of goes to the thing that I think I mentioned in the first episode which is like 
queer characters don't get happy endings or like typically they don't get happy endings like they're always there's always like some kind of tragic ending tragic breakup they never end up together so i think this kind of motivates something along the lines of that which is really unfortunate in my opinion also being a queer woman and like i also took like a whole course about this about like queer cinema and this whole like idea of it and I wish, and I, I know there are some things that happen, like there are queer relationships that evolve later on, but considering this is the first season, it comes out in 2017, which is only like a year or so after gay la- marriage is legalized, isn't it? Like gay marriage was legalized. Yeah, like two like... years after in the States. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like you already have this huge thing happen, and then still all this queer character is kind of getting stru- screwed over for the I purpose of other characters. I think that cinema has a lot to learn about writing queer characters. I think they're getting better somewhat, but I think to a certain extent, it's like, I think the point where it becomes like a well-written queer character is when their queerness is not the centrality of their character. Right, like I mean, not, mm-hmm. not that that's not mm-hmm. like a bad, like a like mm-hmm. it can be well, it the depends, centrality of the character the without thing. being archetypal, right? It can be like mm-hmm. when we get to the point where we just have characters mm-hmm. who are just gay and they're gay, yeah. but that's not like, like a good the example only of thing a good about them. queer like, character whose whole personality isn't their queerness. Yes, is David Rose it's an from Schitt's Creek? Yeah. Yeah, like he is very open with his sexuality, and he never really defines it. In fact, like one of the major breakthroughs from Shit's Creek is him saying like I like the wine not the bottle when talking about his sexuality yeah. is because like he is more flamboyant but everything that the show does is that it's just like him existing yeah like there isn't yeah. homophobia that he experiences no one's like oh okay that's weird or no one's judging him it's just like that's who he is and that's how a queer character is and should be like similarly to like how a black woman or a black man or a black person can have conversations about their race, but them being uh, a black person isn't their whole thing, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I think that's the I point where it needs to be, like, you know, where yeah. we get to the point where we're not shocked to see, like, a gay yeah. character. It's just like, and oh, their character is just gay, like, okay. Like, yeah. cool. <laughs> that's, like, a thing that's coming, that's becoming a thing now. Yes. Is that people are realizing that that's not what they want. And especially, like, sorry, I'm getting way too technical here That's using okay. my university knowledge. But, like, a long time, queer baiting was a huge thing in TV. Like, I told, I think I talked to Ryan and Layla about this, but Castiel, or Destiel. Mm, like, I talked to, I had a whole lecture about how Destiel, the supernatural writers, spent seasons just queer baiting. And yes. when they finally, like, got that release, it was at the very end. And it's like, pe- like writers for a very long time knew the queer audience didn't have enough so they just dragged it along and queer baited as much as possible and now Why people are there like are so many yeah. youtube uh videos of just like every scene of this one gay couple in yeah, this one show exactly. because it will fit into 30 minutes but we've watched the entire show for you guys so we can put it all together mm-hmm. so that you guys can watch exactly. this and you don't have to watch the whole show that's literally mm-hmm. why because if you yeah. wanted to watch yeah. straight a straight couple you'd you just watch the entire show <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. But now people yeah. are like, no, that's not it. We want queer characters. We want happy endings. I mean, there's, you know, and, there's like, also we want the it trope now. where, like, the straight, like, couples, also they drag it on for a while, but it's especially seen with queer baiting mm. because, like, the straight couples will do whatever the fuck they want. They'll, like, get the progress, mm. but, but then they, the, the queer the, baiting will still mm-hmm. continue. Mm-hmm. The worst thing about queer baiting, though, is that if you have it with a straight couple, 
you're like, oh, if it happens, it happens. But, like, I have this representation elsewhere. If, let's say you're, you're a queer person in the 90s, and you don't have any proper queer representation, like, you have, like, what we've discussed, like, these stereotypes or these disappointing endings, and you have these two people that, like, kind of have a relationship, but nothing's, like, canon. So you ship mm-hmm. them, and you're like, this is the only representation I have. And their writers are like, oh, like, we know that this is the only representation they have. And, like, they, they love it, and they want more. So they keep doing it and doing it. It's like, uh, it's like when you put, like, a bone in front of a dog, and you have it chase it over and over yeah. again. They're not giving you the bone. They're not putting the two people together. They're just yeah. giving you, like... They're little, like the, little bits. Yeah, they're giving they're having a picture of a bone, but it's not there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's this is like again trying to get bring us back to Riverdale. Yes. My qualm is that a show that like I consider in some ways to be pretty progressive, especially like I've been watching a lot of like '90s television, like specifically like Sex in the City, is like so homophobic and biphobic mm-hmm. and everything really phobic. Terrible. Essentially, yeah. it's awful. Um, so I consider Riverdale to be a pretty progressive show, yet these, like, similar plot lines are happening, you know? Yeah. Like, they could have, like, Joaquin be, like, a, like, I don't even, like, know, like, they could be, I don't know. These are just Could be done better, is, like, the point, you know? And the best time Mm -hmm. to say it is in the month of June. Happy Pride Pride Month! Month. Happy Pride Month. Yeah, I think, like, unfortunately, the reality, like, with Riverdale in terms of that stuff, and more particularly in Kevin's case, is that if you're looking for more development of his character outside of him being gay, you're probably going to be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, he's only really around, like, when it's convenient for the plot, mm-hmm. or if mm-hmm. he's running, like, the school musical, or mm-hmm. no. the talent show, or whatever, and then these are more things that just kind of fit into that uh, that yeah. box that his character is kind of being shoved it's into. It's like, why can't yeah. Veronica do that stuff? Like, Veronica would totally want to run the school musical, you know? Mm-hmm. Kevin's literally a military kid. He's like a sporty... I'm talking comics right now. Comic. Yeah. Like, he's like, uh... He, mm-hmm. like... He, like, goes camping all the time. Like, Kevin wouldn't be in the musical. If he would, he'd be doing, like, lighting. Like, but know? that's also the yeah. point, right? Like, now they've changed his total personality. Now they're like, well... We're, like yeah. I know, like they changed. They're a lot changing of the comic, what like, a queer person is. But they change right. around the fact that because he's gay, he's going to be interested in these things instead. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. It's also yeah. something that you you one hundred percent notice if you have read the books. Yes, like Probably. and it, it's a bad yeah. thing that you notice because the other stuff you mm-hmm. want to talk about, like before when I was talking about Polly, let's say, like changing Polly, changing like Cheryl and Jason to be a river. You're like people who read the books are going to notice that, but that's not necessarily going to get you backlash. Mm-hmm. People who read the books are going to notice this, and this is something that you might want to think about. Because this actually has bigger implications than just, like, getting rid of a Definitely. private school. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Fair points. Anyway, great conversation. Loved that. Um, <laughs> what else? Should, is there Let's anything more Let's go over the, the little, like, serpent um, Archie's dad. Yeah. Like, the construction yes. plot. Let's get so, into Archie now. Um, yeah, with that stuff, this mm-hmm. is the first appearance of the White Worm the club where the serpents yes. hang out yes. in Spelt the show. Yes, with instead exciting. of eyes. And there's a snake mm-hmm. in, a th- in a tank, and Kevin says, we're all going to die. And I was like, you've never been to someone who like has a snake? Yeah. Like, like snakes are pretty docile, my guy. The mm-hmm. snake I isn't like roaming snakes. around. If the snake was like loose, I'd be like, that's a little odd. The snake's mm-hmm. in a tank. It's in a small tank, too, and it was a small yeah. snake. 
It also mm-hmm. wasn't a poisonous yeah. snake. It was like a corn no. snake. Yeah, it looks like really What's scary cute, about that? Actually, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they were keeping it in the cage at all. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. If they, if they, if they should have like Britney snake, Spears come out and like, have like a slave for you yeah, moment. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. So like, we see Archie trying to start some shit in a fucking bar, which oh, is just yeah. insane to in me. The, in, the, um, in the football jacket. But we also see here, and yeah. it's interesting, I think there's a lot of class conflict going on here, because, like, you see Archie, Definitely. like, feeling like he's better than everyone else. He's like, oh, because you guys are in a gang. Like, you know, I'm so much better than you. Like, that's the kind of mood mm-hmm. he has there, you know? Like, yeah. And also we see, like, Betty, you know, like, you just see, like, the good side, like, the, you know, the middle class white side yeah. of Riverdale mm-hmm. being, like, like Betty says, the surfers aren't dangerous. They're drug dealers. And I was just like... Yeah. I was, like, laughing yeah. at that line. And, then, yeah. and that's putting Jughead in a really uncomfortable position. In, in like, this, because... like, kind of sphere of, like, oh, well, my dad's, mm-hmm. like, a, yeah. a serpent. Does that make yeah. me this bad person? Right? Yeah. But he didn't know is... that Jughead was homeless for a while, I don't mm-hmm. think. Exactly. Yeah. It's, like, I think Archie's kind of acting as a vessel for us to check our privilege almost. Yeah. Like, we see yeah. it with... Uh, Josie a few episodes back where she's like you can walk into a room and people will listen to you and like respect you immediately I have to work for it as a black woman in the industry yes. and now mm-hmm. we're kind of I don't think it's as explicit as that but I definitely agree and it's that implicit. just reminded me that also like the south side school is horrible like they yeah. have like the worst conditions and it's almost like mirroring these poorer conditions that a lot of lower class neighborhoods have yeah. that Again, like, we see Riverdale. It's very nice. It's very pristine. Jack could could even live there and, like, be Mm fine-ish. But, like, they would never be able to do that on the south side. Yeah, like, and that's why I think that's so exemplified by, like, Archie thinking he can just walk into this place, pick a fight, accuse people because they're in a gang. Which, to be fair, I understand Mm -hmm. they're the only gang in Riverdale, so I understand, like, like, why you'd come to that conclusion. But he just acts Mm -hmm. in such a way where it's, like, you're in a gang. Yeah, he just doesn't get it. So you must be I literally wrote in my notes... Okay, so Archie is angry at the serpents, who, by the way, have done nothing to make him think that they're at fault other than merely exist. Basically, yeah. And then I followed yeah. it with, imagine if white people got as upset as Archie is right now about things like racism, the world would be a better place. He's pacing. He's pacing his yeah. room, and nothing, nothing pointed to the serpents other than the fact that they literally exist. Actually, can I talk he's, about Archie pacing in his room? Sorry, there was a- He's pacing there was in his a, room to his girlfriend, <laughs> who 100% has less privilege I think that was an like, unnecessary gang, scene. gang bad, gang bad bad, I need to do something gang bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he- It's interesting, sorry, a little bit of two notes here, because they drop in a while ago in the episode that, like, they're like, you know, Archie asked- Sorry, Archie's dad asked Archie, like, oh, how's your date with Val? And that's the only information we get. Then, now they're in his room, and I guess they're dating now- and Archie, that scene with her in, like, Val, sorry, Val and Archie was just really unnecessary, mm-hmm. I feel like, because he's, like, getting burned, and he's, like, going there. I feel like that could have been cut out. You didn't need to bring that yeah. scene in. Just him walking Unless, to the bar would have been very self-explanatory. We knew he was know, angry. I don't remember if maybe next episode, if she breaks up with him, the only reason I would think that that scene would be important was to show, like, he's kind of a shitty boyfriend. Like, she's bored, he's getting angry mm-hmm. over nothing, and she has no, she's, like, don't do anything stupid. And then he does That would be the stupid. only reason why I would think mm-hmm. they would keep that scene in is if they're yeah. planning for, like, oh, next scene that she's in because she's only but in 2.5 scenes. But she didn't even get that mad. She was yeah. just like, don't yeah. do anything stupid. And it was already established mm-hmm. that he was probably going to do that. So yeah. true. I would have much preferred a musical episode. I would have much preferred a musical number. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> but, you know, it's, yeah. it's interesting because then Archie also gets mad at Jughead 
right for not mm-hmm. telling him he was a serpent, like his dad was a serpent. And what do you mm-hmm. expect Jughead to say? You have this fucking view of the gang and these people are yeah. serpents as automatically bad people. Yeah. Also, of course, mm-hmm. he's, Archie, he's living with you. Yeah, he's like living, he's living yeah. with you. Don't you th- don't you have any sort of ability in your brain? I'm about to be so rude to connect the dots. Like, oh, maybe. Maybe I just found out that my friend who's slightly homeless has a dad who is no good, in his opinion, no good. Maybe mm-hmm. I'd be nice. Maybe I know yell. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Where's, where's an I ounce of compassion? An but that's the thing with Archie. Compassion. He's just, like, really stupid. Yes, yes. he is. You know? He just makes the worst stupid. decisions all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and, like, he also has this... Um, like such a two-dimensional view of like morality and like yeah. what's right and wrong of yeah. these things that have just been like taught to him from like being as privileged as he's been throughout his whole he's life. He's clearly never like, taken a criminology class. Yes. Yeah, is, I was about. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jordan. I was just gonna say the thing is, is like bringing it back to the comics. Um, started in 1941, and the whole thing about Archie during the war period, the reason why he got so popular, like, the actual character Archie in the comics was because he was just the average Joe. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't anything special about him. He wasn't necessarily smart. He wasn't necessarily uh, heroic. He wasn't necessarily strong. He was literally just very square. And mm-hmm. that's literally what the publisher said got them to be so successful. It's like, everyone just wanted someone living a normal life, a normal dude who mm-hmm. didn't think that much. And I'm like, okay, cool. But at this point, we've gone to a level where it's not he doesn't think too much. He's not thinking. He's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. He's yeah. not. Yeah. He's, he's not heroic, which is just a bad combo. Yeah. We've yeah. dropped. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, he did have a good moment this episode, you know, like, when he goes to, like, bring his friends to work, like, work for his dad. Like, I thought that was a genuine, no. like, no, nice. I disagree. Hmm. What are you, what's your opinion on that? I Okay, wait, wait. Maybe I take that back. I don't disagree with Archie. That was nice of him. Uh, yeah, I think like but the I, writing in the scene makes it seem makes it seem like these teenagers are doing some heroic act when all it is is they're getting easy part-time work. They don't even have to apply for a job. What this is a par- is part-time work. And the dad is like, "Don't you have better things to do like football and uh, what about school?" Like, well, obviously they're not going to skip school, Fred. It's called working after school and they're all like, "We're here to help, Mr. Andrews. We're just we're just that mm-hmm. good." And the writing actually makes them seem like they're doing god's work when it's like you guys have just never had to have a job before i mean we know that archie did work the whole summer on construction we know these kids like some of these kids are like i don't know one kid also ends up getting beaten the shit out of he eats fucking shit yeah yeah Yeah, he's not covered by insurance by by the union i I wrote a note moose didn't deserve that no, yeah, there's a later it. line. Yeah. There's Archie. a later line before Archie gets all angry at, at Pops, where it's right at the beginning, where Betty's like, "Poor Moose, is he okay?" And Jug goes, "His name is Moose. He'll be fine." And then Archie gets all angry, but I caught it, and I was like, "That's funny." But also, Moose mm-hmm. is not fine. He's beat up. Jug. He, he, he <laughs> yeah. is some shit. Yeah. 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 Like, mm-hmm. think about it. You're doing your friend a favor, because also, don't think at this point Archie like, understands the financial situation of Fred being, like, we don't have any money, mm-hmm. which is also an incredibly privileged thing to experience. Like, never having to worry about money in your family, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, so you imagine you're doing a favor for your friend, and then you go get beat up, and your friends don't <laughs> care. Yeah. Like, that, just, like I, can you come to a bar and risk your life again for me? 
yeah, or something exactly. that like my dad is gonna not appreciate yeah like that yeah, yeah it's just like if it, it it just and also like moose has barely been in the show so far his main plot point is that he is closeted and was hooking up with kevin moose was flirting with jughead in that scene by the way moose was literally flirting oh, yeah. with jughead Moose was, like, Moose was like, we're a bunch of, like, bruiser studs. And then he looks over at Jug, he's like, well, some of us. And then Jug's like, <laughs> and then later on, I think it's Moose that's, like, is complimenting Kevin afterwards. But there's a lot of guy-on-guy flirting, mm-hmm. um, which also, like, queer baiting, but also, like, he is queer, so it makes sense. But it's also, like, it's a, it's a little it's something. But it's I like, I just like, I liked this like actor sprouse's reaction because it seemed authentic he was like what did you just say to me (laughs) Um, also can we mention another immature archie moment is like him pulling that shit at the baby shower oh Oh, yeah Yeah. val was there val was in the room and saw that happen she didn't know he was gonna pull that shit if they're really dating like what's her reaction to that gonna be we didn't get to see that yeah and Mm -hmm. why is it like veronica like hey let's go like where why wouldn't val follow him why wouldn't val be like i mean they've be been like, dating for like two yeah. seconds i don't fucking yeah. know veronica veronica's always been making moves though yeah she's always. like she knows where she she's wants to get samantha to. for if i'm making sex in the city yeah references. also also picture this let me lay the scene out for you archie and jughead have been friends for years right uh-huh. this is established they've been friends since they were most likely children I don't remember the exact date or if it said been friends since they were kids and Archie's already not noticed that Jughead's been homeless and dealing with these family issues. He had no idea that his mom moved away. He has no idea his father's an alcoholic. Pretty shitty friend. Honestly. And pretty, pretty shitty friend to begin with. But then he doesn't even give him the courtesy of a private conversation. Yeah, he does it in front he of a baby it shower. It's already all, been fucking chaotic. It's as not shit. even like a baby shower. If it was a stranger's, I would kind of get it. But it's in front of his peers, in front of his peers' parents. It's like the most, and it's about his father. It's, it's about the equivalent. And, it's genuinely mm. equivalent of like, um, someone me walking into accidentally walking into an yeah. AA meeting and seeing my best friend's mom there and then mm-hmm. me storming over to my best friend being like you didn't tell me your mom's an alcoholic yeah and then like saying that it's their fault for yeah, both it's just... one it's implying that mm-hmm. like the al- the person who's an alcoholic it's a very bad thing like being a serpent is a very very bad thing that it's mm-hmm. your fault that your dad's a serpent that it's your mm-hmm. fault for not telling me that I'm allowed to be angry at you yeah like, none Archie of those is, uh... things are true yeah, like, just because Archie is, like, letting Jughead stay with him, which, like, you kind of talked about him having, like, a god complex, it's, like, he... It's the white savior complex. It's the yeah. white, white savior, savior complex. complex. Yeah, white savior yeah. complex. It's, like, the whole... It's just, like... It's, like, not even immature. Like, I can never imagine any 15-year-old pulling that shit, ever. Like, it's just, like, not using his brain. Because like, any like, 15-year-old who um would act that way and be so bigoted or like be not mm-hmm. prejudiced or not thinking wouldn't be best friends with someone who had a different lifestyle yeah. than them yeah that's I, why if if like, Archie pulled that shit with me I wouldn't be friends with him anymore and be like you're done well you know like, oh, and what, I hated, what I hated was Jughead freaking apologizing yeah Jug yeah. apologizes to him because you know what remember last episode we were confused because like 
that little imagery of like um Jughead's like uh, comic book vision and then like he sees Archie mm-hmm. with a knife in his back so I feel like a lot yeah. of that is like Archie like especially in this episode comes out right like kind of guilty him like why did you tell me like you're being a bad friend and like mm-hmm. all these things right and um yeah. as Archie's leaving to go to the bar and Jughead refuses to go I noticed this he says thanks for having my back so I thought that was a callback yeah. to the scene of the last episode definitely, with definitely. the knife in his back and I think like that's a mm-hmm. lot of like Archie really like just like fucking making him feel like he's a bad friend when honestly archie's been the fucking dick like it's been archie's been a huge dick Mm -hmm. like i said huge cock this happened with me i would never i would wouldn't forgive him i'd be like not only have you accused me of something like that when i've tried my best but you did it in front of people we all know because again Riverdale is like a small town. Yeah, like everyone's going to talk about In this about Riverdale that, universe, you know. Yeah, so it's like, I would be like, no, you could have done this so much better. And I understand people get angry, and I understand that shit happens. But like, that's just not like use your brain, man. Use brain. Like, just Please use your yeah. brain. Yeah, man. Can use I just brain. say, um, on a less like integral to the plot note, but also yes. to dunk on Archie? Yes, uh, at the always. beginning of the well, episode. Always. Archie and Jughead are, are they're playing some video game. Oh, I want to know what that video lose. game is. And uh, I was wondering that too, but I don't know. Um, Archie says war is hell. Yeah, I wrote this down. I wrote that down and too. Then, and then Jughead says hell is other people, a reference to No Exit by Sartre. No and exit. Then, and then Archie laughs at the joke. But there's no way that Archie has read it. No way. There's no way. No, I think Archie just just thinks, like, my friend's so angsty. You're so angsty. Yeah, he definitely did not understand it. (laughs) Because, like, the whole, like, play, like, no, is about, like, people torturing each other. It's, like, the whole thing with, like, the good plays is essentially, like, the whole concept of no exit. So Archie's just, like, doesn't understand it. And he did this in the first episode, too, where Veronica made that reference. And he laughed, and we were all like, there's mm-hmm. no way he understood no way. who that person was. <laughs> Maybe KJ Appa knows that when he's doing his character prep. Maybe he's like, I know that Archie wouldn't know this, so he's laughing at something he doesn't know to hide the fact that he doesn't know a lot. Maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. KJ Appa I really think so. thinks that hard. I, I, I hope yeah. he does. I hope um, I think that it's a type of laugh, though, that you do. Like, when you don't know something, and someone's, like, trying to make a joke, you're like, it's <laughs> 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 so funny. <laughs> you know? It's like, there's a type of joke, to, there's a type of laughter to it. But yeah, I I think maybe it's him like just not understanding that reference and just being like, ah, good one, Juggy, instead of like being like, oh, Yeah, because the, the other time that else. happened, he was flirting with Veronica. Exactly. So he's really just like, I think I think on some level he's intimidated by like, like uh, Big Jughead, words. Veronica, and Betty's like intelligence. Yeah. And just like, he, he doesn't want them to think that he's stupid. So he just plays along. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. there was a, speaking of, like, just shit that Jughead says in this episode, there's a few shit lines Jughead I wrote says. down. A whole new segment. It should. But shit that Jughead says <laughs> in this episode made me give it a higher cringe factor, so I'm just gonna go over a couple of those mm. lines, I think they're pretty funny. Yes. Um, so, you know, he says, it's the dark ages, like, really fucking angsty and yeah. dramatic. <laughs> he then also says, um, nice bro whisper, Archie. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah, I wrote that <laughs> At down. the end of the episode. It was just... Oh, God. It was... It was it's a lot. Yeah. I think that's yeah. actually the last one I wrote down. But it was just like, mm-hmm. he's just nice bro whisper. And I'm like, sir, <laughs> please yeah. stop. Um, 
do we have anything else to, to mention before we can kind of get into the ratings? We've been going on for a little bit now. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, it's been like an hour and a half. Um, well, yeah. I think we should just talk about the little, like, the kind of, like, the ending, like, just a couple notes that maybe we missed in the summary, just, like, ex- like so our viewers understand. So we learned that this episode, a couple things that maybe we missed, that um, we don't know exactly who the person who beat up Moose was, but we can assume that it might be related to the Blossoms because um, Clifford, you know, we learn when uh, Fred goes up to Clifford, fucking parks in front of his car, they have that little beef moment um, that um, Clifford says, well, like, it, we, I think it's their, like, the origin of their maple farm or maple land or some shit, yeah. so that's why he cares mm-hmm. about it. So we can only assume there yeah. might be a link. But then we also learn that um, when we learn that FP, like, he, he had the Jack in the last episode, we learn that they, like, I think they're using it as some sort of insurance, but also... Mm-hmm. Um, and two more things that one we can confirm that the serpents were the ones who sold the drugs to Jason so and mm-hmm. that Jason was using the drugs to get money for him and Polly to live a life which is kind of yeah. clear like I didn't think that was a mystery but the biggest yeah. little like two biggest ending plots of this episode were that we learned that the thugs that beat up Moose were not local so we have to assume that in like you know it might have been high like FB tells uh, Hermione like you know, it's not someone from here, and we assume it's Hiram because you know maybe someone ratted out. Well, it's only an assumption. It's it's, it's, it's stated. Pretty sorry. explicit that it's explicit, it's explicit that like they're like if it's not if it's not the blossoms that are pulling this shit, who mm-hmm. else would do it? It's all of the same Hiram because now um, is Hiram. and they say because like maybe they, like he found out through jail or some shit that um you know mm-hmm. Hermione is Hermione. smooching Fred. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and the episode ends off with Polly going to Thornhill instead of going to her house. And the implications mm-hmm. of that, yeah. we'll find mm-hmm. out. And Penelope wins. And Penelope yeah. wins, and that's the Question. end of this episode. And on the right, on, on just right on that, because I want to stick on track here, on the Polly mm-hmm. going to the house thing, I took a long, good look at the taxi that she takes to see the uh, fare charges, because it did say it, and I wanted to write it down. <laughs> and the fares are so cheap. I don't understand. Probably. Okay. $2 for an initial charge, just like straight off the bat, no matter what. Then 90 mm-hmm. cents for every mile. 90 cents for every mile. Riverdale's a pretty small place. Yeah, that's actually a good point. How many miles could there be? You're paying mm-hmm. like knows? three bucks for a taxi. That's, that's yeah. so That's insane. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. So you don't cheap. have Uber. I don't no, think they have like, Uber. Three bucks to get around places. Yeah. Jeez mm-hmm. Louise. That's good. Mm-hmm. No, anyways, that's I wrote that down because yeah. that's funny. Um, um, there were a few um, moments that like stood out to me. Yeah, go mm-hmm. over them. If I maybe would bring them up. Um, mm-hmm. Just like in the beginning of the episode when Jughead is narrating and we get that shot of like uh, of Jason and Polly in the booth and the camera pans up and we see Jughead just like watching them as yeah. the narrator. I thought yeah. that was funny. That was pretty funny. Um, when, uh, when Veronica was talking to Hermione about the potential baby shower and Alice coming... And Hermione was just like, no, like, I don't want to have to deal with Alice. <laughs> I don't want that um, bullshit here. I thought like, that she knows. was awesome. Uh, the godmother scene was pretty goofy. I don't know. We didn't really cover that. Oh, yeah. yeah. How Cheryl I came s- in and is like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, oh I'm giving you the scroller. Yeah. I get to be your godmother, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> except I'm not. Uh-huh. Crazy. Iconic. I have so many thoughts about Betty being the god, about Polly asking Betty to be the godmother, though. 
That's so like I'm just so against that. I mean, she's I'm like so 17. Or how you're, like yeah. you are already you're a teen mom and that's okay. That's totally okay. Mm. But you don't if I was I'm against anyone even if they're 35 and they planned their baby to make a minor a minor the godparent because a godparent's an actual important thing god forbid yeah. something happens and in riverdale something happens every freaking day you could die polly any day now you should probably know that your your boyfriend was murdered you do not make a godparent a minor because yeah. then you're literally making them a teen parent and it's not even their choice I have yeah. so many. Yeah, I don't care if you're a full grown adult. You don't make a minor the godparent. You can like change the godparent mm-hmm. once that person is like past. Like when they're like done university, like let them live their lives. Like it just mm-hmm. reminds me of like uh, what's the movie like Big Big Max? Big the one with the big marshmallow looking guy. He's a oh, uh, Big Hero Six. <laughs> big Hero Six because it's Baymax. Baymax and like the aunt who's really cute and she obviously was like put in a situation that she never thought she would be in but the aunt was raising them and like there's that whole scene in that cartoon where she's like you know do I know anything about raising kids no should I probably have picked up a book about raising kids yeah maybe but like that's the entire thing like Polly you're gonna make another teenager possibly a parent to twins no girl yeah no mm-hmm. but yeah, also I like was. consider her options at this point it's like she doesn't trust um her parents i mean i wouldn't trust yeah. her parents either uh, but you, she doesn't but that's trust her thing. parents honestly i'm gonna be completely honest i i would then not you don't have to choose a godparent it would be to the to the state and then at that point if betty is of age at that point she can fight for it for through bloodline like legally in yeah. reality in if we were actually in real life yeah. uh i think polly should have just not assigned a person to a godparent like i don't have a godparent you know, mm-hmm. I'm now past 18, but like I didn't get a yeah. godparent. That's not usually a thing in the Jewish religion, honestly. It's just like grandparents if they're still alive. Mm-hmm. And then if not, it's to the state. And then people can fight for that. I mean, in my family, we actually do have like, not like godparents, I but have it's just more so it's like, um, oh, it's like, like if case, I die, then your uncle yeah, would take care like of you. Yeah, it's not like a loving, like I feel like in a lot of other communities it might be like a loving gesture i'm like let's think about the implications here yeah it's like here how yeah. to take my kids there mm-hmm. yeah anyhow uh ryan do you have any more any more thoughts no nope. no i'm happy to go into Rating. uh, all ratings all the, the ratings and the stuff should we, you would you guys want to do best fit first best fit best i fit. actually let's... did not have one this episode i i think it was like too focused on the plot yeah, yeah, FP's true. hot, and I would make love to FP at any point, so I'm just going to go with FP. I mean, he I'm did sure. look pretty swag yeah. in his jacket. So first, first thought was, like, Alice is so hot when she's angry, but then you say, you, you see <laughs> FP, you see FP angry, and you're like, no, that's hot. That is, that so, is really hot. I, I Leather jacket, that. I'll give that best outfit. What about tank oh, yeah, top, yeah. Cole Sprouse? I was I was gonna say I was gonna say tank top Cole Sprouse. So as, we got tank top uh, Cole Sprouse and then Daddy FB. Uh huh. I yeah Sonya, I would get with think? all the Forsyths. I I don't even remember Cole Sprouse in a tank top. He, so I guess I got how go can with you FP. not remember Cole you Sprouse? Remember I was focused on that. the plot. <laughs> <laughs> I was focused on the plot. It, it, it looked like a like a men's catalog, you know, like a like a calendar. I was, <laughs> I don't know. I remember FP though. I remember being like FP is a dilf. Every That's dad in he here just is pretty is. much except for Clifford. Clifford looks like he has like a, a box on his head. 
I'm going to post a picture on the Instagram just of them in a tank top and just like, what was the keyword? Oh, men uh, in tank tops. Men in tank tops. Oh, men. <laughs> men. Yeah, men wearing a tank. Man wearing a tank top or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Just tank top moment. Also, don't tank top hit. moment. Epic tank top moment. Epic don't tank top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that down. Man wears a tank top. Don't all the teenagers need like training to do construction? By the way. Nah. Not in this <laughs> universe. Nah. Like, you don't Not need any universe. training <laughs> whatsoever. No. None. Um. Yeah, I'm so gonna go best with fit, FP. we're gonna go with FP. Yeah, yeah. F- FP's just FP. too sexy. FP is a dilf. I'm gonna draw like a snake. Oh, <laughs> cute! It's like Jax. you need a serpent because they're different. Oh my god, Are, a snake is a serpent. Is a, ser- is, a, is a serpent not a type of snake? Or is a is a but then, but then a snake is a type vague. of serpent? Which is it? We need to have an animal expert on the show. Snake, to I think yeah. a snake is a type of serpent because I think serpents. What other types of serpents are there that are no like I serpents have been around for longer? Serpents. So when we talk about like oh, Homo, okay. like Homo sapiens versus other Homo things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That have gone extinct. Like serpents have been like the overarching thing. So the question is: Are snakes a type of serpent? Yeah. I think. Or yeah. are serpents? A type of snake. Evolution. The grandfathers of snakes. Evolution's fake. It's all made up. Yeah. Um, moving on. <laughs> um, favorite Cheryl moment? Oh, for sure not uh, the Nana gypsy has blood. to mention gypsy blood. That was honestly, oh, she wasn't absolutely. here a lot this episode anyway. So I think mm-hmm. that was her best I would, moment. Yeah. I will say knowing that majority wins, I just want to put it out there just so that we acknowledge mm-hmm. it, that I will say that my favorite Cheryl moment was when she... It inserted herself into a conversation that she wasn't invited to for absolutely no reason. It didn't drive the plot and it didn't help with fluff when she just said, count me in. And then it just went back to the conversation about the baby shower. They should, Veronica's yeah. talking about the baby shower and then it's just pan on Cheryl, count me in, and then goes back to it. No one asked Cheryl yeah. whether she was interested and she said, count me in. She and does thought, that a lot though, honestly. Yeah, she she inserts herself into a lot mm-hmm. of situations. But, but yeah. also like the actress looked uncomfortable saying it. Like, she knew, like, why am I saying this? Like, she yeah, she's probably like, why the fuck? Yeah. It's like, have you ever yeah. been in, yeah, like, I, I feel like in a bunch of times when I've done, like, theater, I'm like, yes. I feel like this is so unnecessary. Like, why do I need to say this? Why do you think I played freaking Cassie from A Course Line <laughs> angry the entire time? Because what's the point? Her entire personality is dancing, and I wasn't going to do the dance, so I was just, like, ang- angry, angst. Angry. Oh, yeah, I There's should no mention, other way to say I forgot to mention in the introduction, but... I know Jordan from our chorus line show that we did in 2018. I don't know the year. It was 2018. Oh, it feels like a very yeah, that's how we met. Good show. And uh, we became really, really good friends after that. So, yay. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Good time. Very good. I actually very hate good. Layla. It's all a matter of opinion. Yeah, I hate she you She thinks too. that okay. I'm her friend. Um, yeah, we were all in the same boat, Jordan. Yeah. You hate y'all hate yes. me or we all hate I kid, I kid, I kid. It's okay, Layla, I tolerate you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, you're not invited on our trip to Barcelona though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, you wanna come with us to Primavera Sound? Can we say it as in Barcelona? Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> I'll only come to Barcelona. I won't go to Barcelona. Barcelona. Per- Barcelona. Okay, yeah. cool. Then I'm coming. Yeah. Anyway, Nana has to mention gypsy blood. Best Cheryl Excellent. moment. Yeah. Yeah, I just put um, like the baby Cheryl at the baby shower because yeah, that's that, also when yeah. she's like, like let me be godmother and all that stuff. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. funny. Steamiest mm-hmm. moment. Um, yeah, steamiest moment. <laughs> I have let's, three nominations. Let's get into it. Men and t- the boys in tank tops. 
FBs. Uh-huh. Or I guess like the the bug head kiss. But that wasn't that. Oh no, that when Alice when Alice steamy. like chokes how. Oh that was sexy. Oh yeah. That, that was a little steamy. I mean, I remember oh, that, but again. Wait, wait, wait. No, I have it. No, I have it. What okay. Is it? The scene the when 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 Penelope and Alice are having their argument, the body roll that Alice does when she says, How dare you? She goes, How dare you? She literally does this. You guys didn't notice that? No. She goes, How no. dare you? Go back and watch Queer that. Queer person right there. Go back and watch Queer she does a person. body roll on Penelope. A full body roll. I mean, listen. I would, I would, I, I would be willing to put that just like because of how enthusiastic yeah. you are about this moment. Yeah, like, let's you do really, it. Especially, really I'm not passionate it. about any steam. I, I think. Can we just put Alice this episode? That. I think Alice. Yeah. Is, Alice as a dom, I think, is a pretty. Oh like, yeah. Alice as a dom. Yeah. Alice, yeah. Alice, Alice as the top mm-hmm. in this relationship. I beg that you guys look back so that you don't think that I'm making this up because you deserve to. I don't think you're making it up. Too passionate to make it up. I will. I'll go back. The body roll is mm. so good. That's some good <laughs> shit. I'll, I'll go back, and when I'm editing the podcast, you know, I'll, make a GIF I'll put of a note it at the end. It's like, please I went do. back, I watched it. I can please. verify. Yes. Please make it. Okay, what, what's next? Let's uh, let's do Cringe Factor. I'm going to give this a four. It was pretty cringy, this episode. There's a lot of moments. Mm-hmm. A lot of cringy I also moments. agree. I also really want to give it... Is it out of... It's out of five? Ten. It's out of ten. Oh. I'm going to give this... A 4.5, honestly, just, like, so many, it's, like, not, like, uh, cringe, but, like, it's, like, uh, especially, like, Archie's plot line, and then also Polly, that whole thing, is just, like, ugh. There's a lot of accumulation of cringe, like, cringe accumulation. Accumulation. I'd give a a 3.7 for this one. Fair. Fair. Yeah, I'm gonna be really nice to it, honestly, because I think before, I, without thinking about it, I would have given it, like, a 7, because I'm just, like, harsh. But honestly, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a 3, because I'm gonna put in perspective, I'm someone that really likes to fast-forward by 10 seconds the minute I get bored. Um, it's the ADHD, Neat. like, when the Vivance wears off, I just keep pressing, and sometimes I don't realize that I've pressed too much, that I've missed something, and I have to go back. And this episode, I actually didn't press i pressed like three times and then realized oh wait i'm taking notes on this so then i had to go back but i only pressed three times and that's not a lot so i give it three for the three times that i pressed because i was just like i pressed to get over the cringiness and then i realized like but i have to watch the cringiness you know you have to get it yeah you gave it a three right yes three okay so this gets a 15.2 out of 40 out of 40 but Drennan, i totally agree with you and it's something i'm experiencing so much because i watch i'm watching buffy right now with my boyfriend andrew and like sometimes we'll watch it together and sometimes we'll watch it like separately but like together like remotely mm-hmm. and every once in a while i'm like i just want to skip this man yeah this isn't interesting if, if, I, if i'm not if i'm feeling like cringe uncomfortable or bored i skip 10 seconds but like when i'm with people it takes so much in me not yeah. to and i'm like oh we have to watch me the full too. thing uh. Uh, it's just like if you know it especially if it's a show you've already re- like watched and you're like i know i don't need this well, watching, i know this isn't important i'm watching all 40 seasons of survivor i started during the pandemic and now i'm on season 14 Ooh. um and specifically nice. like certain seasons because it's like earlier on which is not an excuse but we're talking about what what uh cbs would produce there's a lot of racism sexism and like i i'm not skipping over it because like 
oh, I'm privileged. I don't need to watch that. It's like, I've already watched 14 seasons of racism and sexism. Don't like, need I more feel of like it. I can, I can start skipping over some parts now. For sure. Um, yeah, so I'm just so used to pressing the thing and like waiting until 2015 mm. hits when we start getting more harsh on what we uh, put out into the media. <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely. So it's a lot of skipping. But I didn't skip that often mm. with this one. So that's why I gave it like Yeehaw. Uh, what about worst moment? What do we think about that? Mm, I think I Archie confronting moment. Jughead in the baby shower. That's a bad moment. Yeah, that was a pretty a, bad moment. That's, yeah. That's bad. Or, or um, Archie being angry when he was hanging out with Valerie for like 30 seconds. Well, just like Archie in general, but I'm not sure if I would, I'm not sure if my vote would go towards a moment of Archie then because it's like, isn't that very much in Archie's character trait by now? Like, shouldn't we expect it? Yeah. Like to me- Yeah, but it's worse this episode though. It's oh, maybe. It's significantly worse than usual. Yeah. To me, the worst moment was Clifford Blossom just going on on some colonial shit. For a really long time when he was like yeah this this land belonged to my family and no, i'm like it doesn't. bruh even if you came on came in on the mayflower like this didn't belong Still to doesn't your belong family to you, just because colonizer. you're rich and you can try and buy it and ruin other people's lives by buying mm-hmm. it like this isn't your fucking land just indigenous people just take, don't exist in seriously it's it's actual territory wars through like white people and i'm like why None Absolutely. of you were here from the beginning, so just shut up. I'm and actually go back really and... glad that, like, um, sorry, it's a totally different note. I mean, same note, but, like, that um, there's a really good conversation happening now. Like, I think it should have been happening before, but, like, with the whole, you know, what they found with the residential schools. And I think that, like, mm-hmm. um, being someone who's, like, writing yeah. about this, like, I just wrote, like, literally two different papers on this. And I think it's such an important topic to discuss. I know this is a very mm-hmm, serious mm-hmm. talk. I mean, we have to kind of like digress into no, very serious No, we need to topics. have these conversations no, we and to. we can have conversations about queer people on TV and media. We we need to have yeah. conversations about indigenous uh, land. And it can't identity. be a conversation that kind of, because I find with like social media, a lot what happens is like, it's great that it starts conversation and people it's all kind performative. of forget about it's it. It's all performative. It's performative, right? Like, yeah. like if you mm-hmm. actually educate yourself, like and you learn like just... And this is a realization, like, yeah. I've learned from, like, doing, like, three different classes. It's, like, it's so rooted. You cannot, like, until everyone actually, like, it goes beyond performative activism, like, nothing can be done. Because you're going to go no, post a couple not. stories for a couple of days and you're going to forget about yeah. it. And that's the sad part of mm-hmm. performative activism. Yeah. It's not activism. That's, yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, I, I've kind of, like, taken a step back, personally, in terms of posting that, that kind of thing. Because, one... It, it breaks my heart like I like, remember like I almost cried when I was reading an article about it and it's all like it's fucked up not just because that moment was horrible but that doesn't even cover the surface yeah mm-hmm. this is like six feet below the iceberg yeah mm-hmm. like this not even six feet like hundreds of feet below and it's like everyone's already seeing this they already know me posting this isn't gonna make it's that not big gonna of a make, difference like at the end of the day like it's like yeah it's actually something i had to having these conversations is what's important we had to do a project where we were like trying to do like a way to um the project was like create a way to address a reform for like relating Mm -hmm. to indigenous rights and you know like we had to acknowledge and it was a really like my teacher i i like you know shout out to my teacher she did it in a really great way because like uh, she was you know she mm-hmm. she was white and she like really like took on that role she's like i'm not teaching you i'm gonna like give you all these like sources that are written by yeah. indigenous people 
and you're going mm-hmm. to learn from that. And she really made us reflect on what we did in our projects. And, like, you know, being in a pandemic, there's not a whole ton of shit you can do. Um, yeah. So, you know, we made an Instagram page, but we weren't, like, just, like, reposting stories. We were trying to, like, re- like um, give way to creators and literally, like, kind of make the point of it not to, you know, like, make it about ourselves or, like, us, like, posting things and saying yeah. we have the authority. But at the same time, it's, like, we had to, like, in my reflection, I was, like, saying, like, I, this doesn't really, you know, still, like, I'm giving, you know, the point is to give more voice to these people, but at the end of the day, like, Instagram mm-hmm. is such, like, a colonial fucking idea itself, right? Like, so mm-hmm. how far can I even go? Absolutely. Yeah. Especially because Instagram, in a lot of social media, there's a thing called, like, shadow banning. Yeah, where I mean, the algorithm is not yeah. in favor of minorities. It's not. Exactly. Not and it's and people having conversation and people minorities having conversations about this and it's so strange especially like I feel comfortable like saying this because we're all white but I feel like so strange having conversations like these because I'm like I am very privileged like my parents immigrated here so I'm like years beyond like Mm -hmm. growing up having like Canadian roots Mm -hmm. um but, like, it's, it's so strange because I feel like I don't know anything. Like, everything I'm learning, and it's like, I'm learning, I'm like, this is worse and worse and worse. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to know more. So, yeah. It's, it's yeah, a I mean this difficult thing. Not necessarily because I, I, I am lucky enough to have known Indigenous people um, mm-hmm. for a long time in my life. Um, like, specific people, like family, friends, whatnot. Um, which, again, very privileged because the community, the actual neighborhood I grew up in, like, they weren't living there, you know? Like, that was that was mm-hmm. luck, circumstance. I happen to know these people. I happen to be, mm-hmm. like, privy to that. But, like, so I've, like, I've known. It's not like, it's not like the news hitting um, of the 215 mm-hmm. was, like, eye-opening to me. What it, what it was yeah. was, especially after, well, especially after everything. I mean, the past two years, everything that goes on in the world and online and no one has anything better to do than post about the terrible mm-hmm. things happening – um what that did the whole social media effect prompted me to exactly what you said Sonia I haven't been posting I've been reposting anything unless it's been very straightforward and I completely 100% agree with it like agree because I'm not posting Mm -hmm. news I'm not posting learn because I know that everyone else is already seeing that and I know what I need to do and this made me I just registered for my courses for next year and I registered Mm -hmm. for a first year seminar run by the indigenous uh, community faculty on Mm -hmm. uh, modern Canadian controversies within the indigenous community and then I also registered for a course that's like there there's two courses right there's the course for that I feel like every school has um, on indigenous people's studies that's like you learn it through the European eye you learn it about exactly. oh we traded with them and this was like uh their culture that we saw when we settled it's the settler story and I was mm-hmm. like thank god I'm going to Carleton and they offer this through not only like class but the faculty actually is part of the indigenous community I'm very grateful yeah. for that yeah they offer a course that's actually like let me teach you about different communities right now that you know exist mm-hmm. Instead of some whitewashed past, that's, it's just so terrible. And I, but this, my whole point with this is like the social media aspect made me realize like what action is and what performance is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And no hate towards people posting. I'm just saying like, think what you can do after that, because I know I don't need to post 
to make the mm-hmm. same yeah. impact on my ability to learn to help the to world help. Yeah. by yeah. taking these like classes. If you, yeah. Like if you are just posting things but you're not having conversations mm-hmm. or not, not trying to learn about it actively. aware of resources like i'm not going to be like donate your money because people don't have not everyone has the ability to donate money and be financially stable in that way but just posting isn't enough yeah mm-hmm. like it's it's easy but it's not enough it exactly. just shows the effort you put in anyway let's get back on topic because we're almost done um yeah. so what do we would we, we, we say colonialism is the worst moment or 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 do we say rg is the worst moment we really moment? derail from that um yes i'd be down for either of those as the worst moment. why not both both we can do both we make the rules. slash clifford the big red dog colonialism <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah we make the rules why not also i would I, yeah while I was gonna say while Ryan's writing that down or while Sonia's writing it down, I don't know who's writing what down. Um, the nightlight's terrifying. Just wanted to say that the nightlight is terrifying. That's it. Oh yeah, the nightlight. Oh, the one that yeah. Polly. Yeah, it's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Um, we can do our uh, overall ratings. Yes. Now, I think I would give this episode an eight point six. Interesting. Because I liked it. And I thought that uh, there was, like, so much stuff that happens later in the show mm-hmm. that we're seeing for the first time in this episode. Like, there's a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of setup, more so than in most other episodes we've seen so mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so those things really excited me. And for that reason, mm-hmm. I'd give it an 8.6. Ooh. Cool. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Okay. I, too, would give it a 7.5. I was actually going to give it a little bit higher, but then you said 7.5, and I agreed with you. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to stray a bit. Uh, I was going to give it a four, but then I remembered that FP said the word Montreal is in Montreal, and that was really cute, and so I'll give it a six. Fair point. But if it wasn't for FP's pronunciation of the word Montreal, it would be a four for me. Yeah. Fair. Oh, yeah. That was also interesting how we learned that Hiram has business in Montreal. Yeah. Inclusive. Ryan is happening in your very own town. How can I join? (laughs) Um, Crazy. Anyway, this gets a nine point. Sorry, twenty nine point six. Twenty nine point six. Twenty nine point six. Any best moments that stand out to us? I mean, I still think Nana with the mention gypsy that's blood just, and then she draws the. Yeah. That's kind of like the yeah. best moment overall. For sure. Or, or the Hiram or the the fight between. Uh, what's her Alice, name? And Alice and Hal. Hal. Yeah. For sure. I'm, yeah. I, I, yeah. Either I I'd say either the fight or the baby shower. Yes. Yeah. What do we think? I think the... I Anyone think... have any strong... Mm. The Allison Hal fight the, was the... really nice. It was really nice. Yeah. Okay, sure. I'm thinking the I fight. Know. It gave the, the whole episode a good emotional push. Yes. Like, it mm-hmm. felt like everything, all the fluff was leading up to that, and even afterwards, the decline was still good. Yes. Yeah. I'm done with that. I, I think I'm it was a great that. moment. Alrighty. The fight it is. The fight it is. Alrighty, thank you, Jordan, so much for joining thank us. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having yeah, me. Lovely talking to you about Riverdale and, and you guys are going to be on an episode of mine Woo! coming out soon. Yes. So yes. everyone can head over to the back of the class to hear about that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any like social media that you want plug that you use most of your communication? Yes. Yeah, plug anything. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to forget my own social medias for my uh, back of the class. Uh, I know that 
Twitter, follow us on Twitter. It's botcop at botcop pod, which is exactly how it sounds. B O T C O P P O D. Um, and then Instagram is just back of the class, all one word dot pod. And also head over to patreon.com slash botcop to pay me money. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Get those dollars. I offer some great rewards. Obviously, maybe you want to listen to the podcast first. It's available on basically every platform. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, you name it. We got it. Just Mm -hmm. click on the link tree in the Instagram link. And uh, yeah, listen to me talk. Another another episode done. Um, Folks get vaccinated. People are, I think Ontario right now is at 60 or 70 percent stay safe keep wearing your mask happy pride um happy pride drink a lot of water listen to a good band band. stay hydrated if you don't have air conditioning like some people stay hydrated because at least that'll keep you from absolutely dying yeah is calling me out right now (laughs) watch the i have a whole conversation watch the iCarly revival there's an iCarly revival on June 17th June 17th 17th. iCarly revival Paramount Plus you have to have Paramount Plus. You have to have Paramount Plus. Oh! Ryan, I, Ryan, I'll give you Ryan, I'll give you my account to watch. I, oh my god! I will. Thank you. Kindness, kindness, all. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, everyone, have a good week. Bye. Bye. Yep. Bye. Riverdale must do better. But what is Riverdale? Editor's note: This is Ryan, and uh, I'm just here to say that yeah. I watched the scene that Jordan was talking about with the Alice full body roll, the notorious Alice full body roll, and I can confirm that it's there, and it's kind of awesome. So if you didn't pick up on that on your watch, or if you haven't seen the episode yet and you just love listening to Pop Shakes, I'd recommend you go back and check that out. Peace and love. The very soul of Riverdale. ugly in Riverdale.